the Nintendo Shack and pray. Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening says yo. Greetings, Koopalings, and welcome back to the Nintendo Shack Podcast. My name is Rebecca. I am not Donnie, but tonight I'm joined by Garrett to discuss what's been happening in the Nintendo world this week. Um, unfortunately, Donnie is missing. He got called back into work. He couldn't make it tonight. Um, we but kicked Garrett him out. I, <laughs> we did. We said no more Donnie. <laughs> no more playing Nintendo. He's out. Exactly. But no, Garrett and I wanted to make sure that the show goes on. Um, so, Garrett, before we get started, let's thank our producers who helped make this show possible. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, Patreon producers Edwin Callow, uh, Barry Calthcart, Josh the Bonesaw Barboni, Chris McElfresh or McElfresh? I know they say McElfresh, but I think it's McElfresh. Correct me if I I'm wrong. I think so. I don't know. I, I gave you the names because I didn't want yeah, <laughs> to say Whatever, yeah. Devin Tyus, uh, Kyle Heyman, uh, Paul Calicote. Uh, Michael Masick, The Action, Zach Bradshaw, and Nick Fahaba. That's all the Fahaba. names right there. Yep. <laughs> Thank you so much to all of our Patreons. Mm -hmm. um, so how's your week been, Garrett? Uh, it's been chill. Um, it's It's been hot, actually. You know, I have no AC at all in this apartment. Um, I had to buy um, an air, like a windowed air conditioning unit when I came into Pittsburgh. And I come from the South, and that's just, it's just very unusual for me, not having central AC everywhere. And now that I'm working from home, it's a little inconvenient now that I just don't have AC in my main area. But other than that, I'm doing good. It's supposed to cool off this weekend. You gotta um, get those big box fans. The bit, yeah. That helps the air a little bit. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit, but a like, bit. you know, 5.30 this afternoon, it wasn't that oh, great. <laughs> no. yeah. Well, no. I feel like it's been such, um, and we live, you know, very similar um, to each other. Mm -hmm. um, we haven't been getting too much of a spring or autumn these past couple of years. It's been going from so cold winter, mm -hmm. you know, it was snowing a couple of weeks ago into now it's so hot and humid. Yep. Um, so I, I definitely relate to that, and I feel so bad if you don't have air conditioning. <laughs> yeah, that always happens uh, it, it, in Pittsburgh. Yeah, definitely. It's like spring for two weeks, and then it's just groggy, humid, raining, or just super sunny, and it's like, ugh. Mm -hmm. All right, I'll live with it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I I feel like I'm a little bit of a repeat from last week um, where I haven't been doing a whole lot of gaming, even um, over the four day weekend. I thought I would have a little bit more time for games, um, but since it's been a little bit nicer out, the weather's been, been getting a little bit sunnier. Um, I've been trying to get outside and, and get out a little bit more, especially since I'm still not really um, going back to doing normal things. Mm -hmm. This area it's still a little bit questionable. Um, I've been trying to just go outside and do more things outside like hikes and cool. um, like going to parks and stuff and walking around. Um, I've actually been getting, it's actually, I guess this is gaming related. I've been getting a little bit more back into Pokemon Go. Nice. Um, especially since the, I feel like I get more back into it when the weather gets nicer in the summer. Mm -hmm. um, on Sunday, there was actually a community day for um, CDOT. So I went to a nice. local area to try to catch some shinies. I got a couple of them. Nice. Um, and it was just kind of nice to get out and um, 
it felt a little bit more normal of stuff that I would normally do mm-hmm. um, and kind of get back into the game. Cool. Um, is that Shiftery, right? Things, That's the latest yes. evolution? Yeah. It is, yeah. I remember that um, Not my favorite, but um, <laughs> they're, I think they're, they're adding more community days. They're making it a little bit easier for people to play. Cool. Um, like at home and remotely, you can now raid from home, raid the gyms. That's really cool. Got into Pokemon Go at all. But... Oh, I was obsessed. Me and my girlfriend mm-hmm. were really obsessed with Pokemon Go. Probably, I don't know, like seven or eight months. Actually, mm-hmm. I, I started playing Pokemon Go when it first started, um, when it was just the first gen and it was just barely anything. And then I started playing back in 2017 or 2018. And then I gave up. And then now I hear there's Rocket League. Uh, oh, not Rocket League, Rocket, Rocket uh, Power. Team Rocket. Team Rocket, that's it. There, <laughs> yeah. Something with Rocket in it, I remember. Um, and all these, I guess you have to raid against them now, and like, I don't know. I, I, but yeah, I haven't been in it in a while. Like, I know it was the huge craze, like, everyone played it um, back when it first came out, but they've added a lot of stuff in the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, they're up to Generation 5 now. You're right, you can battle Team Rocket, you know, all of the you know the team rocket leaders um mm-hmm. they've added a lot of the legendaries it's it's pretty fun i'm getting back into it cool um so do that's you, do you what? wear a masks like outside when you po- go to the park or whatever or are you like um, safe distance away where you don't have to do so that where i went to on sunday it was like an open enough area where i didn't i didn't feel the need to i brought one with me in case there um was a lot of people there got it um, the place that I went to normally for community days have tons of people because it's a really good area to play. Mm-hmm. Um, there weren't too many this time. I don't know if it's it's partially maybe because of like, you know, the social distancing, yeah. partially because it's it's not really the best Pokemon either. Like, I mean, CDOT isn't one of the ones that I feel like people will go yeah. out for as much. Not really. Uh, <laughs> um, cool. But yeah. Um, other than that, for gaming this week, um, it was fun to get back into Splatoon with yes. the Splatfest. That was super sadly, fun. Sadly, Team Mayo did not win, and Donnie's not here to gloat <laughs> about Team Ketchup winning. Yeah, yeah, um, and but we won our mode, and that's all did. it counts. We won in our hearts and minds, and and that's that's all it counts. And- it wasn't it wasn't a real splat fest. It was just it was a fake one that they brought back. Yeah, they felt sorry for us and like, you know, we'll give Team Ketchup another chance, but you know, yeah, it's it's really fun. fake. Part of me does want like after playing that, I really want to get back into Splatoon, but oh, yeah. on the other hand, like I I so much want there to be a Splatoon 3 on the Switch. Mm-hmm. I don't really see that happening. I think that they will like kind of save that for the next console. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I'm just so sad that it ended. I'm glad that they are, you know, that they did that one-off Splatfest just to kind of get back, mm-hmm. um, get people back into playing and thinking about it. It really hooked me. Like I mm-hmm. did not play really too much of Splatoon, and playing that with you guys, like for I guess it was two and a half, three hours, I was having so much fun. Right. Um, I I did not realize how much fun I was having, and I didn't play Splatoon until like back in 2017. Or whenever it so came out. Did you do any of the Splatfests in the beginning? Um, I did one or two of them, but it wasn't exactly with friends at all. I was just choosing a team and just going with it. Now that I had a voice channel and like talking to you guys, like coordinating where we need to go, um, that was a lot more fun than mm-hmm. than just playing by yourself. I feel like I was playing by myself and it felt very repetitive. Like it was fun, but these matches are quick. They're like, I don't know, three minutes, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I think so. And it's like just done right there. And I'm like, oh, that's a game. I can't do this for like 
another three hours. That's a lot of matches and a lot of, like, I don't know. Um, I definitely know what you mean. When you're playing by yourself, it feels like a huge grind to get to the the top rank for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're playing with friends, you're right, the the um, matches just fly by. Like, you, you lose track of time. When we were playing um, over the weekend, it felt like, you know, we were playing for, like, two hours yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or, or something. And I didn't realize that much time had gone by. Yeah, it was so much fun. Hopefully, maybe they'll do another Splatfest. We'll see. If they're not putting out a, Splat- a Splatoon we'll- 3 anytime soon, then they must be doing more events with Splatoon. Because that was fun, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think because they are just recycling ideas with, with um, redoing the old Splatfest, it's not like they have to develop anything. They're just reusing all their materials. Mm-hmm. I'd rather do that than nothing. <laughs> yep. And again, that, that mayo color, I don't know what... The shading was off. I don't oh, understand. Oh, the colors, they looked so gross. And the ketchup, it looked neon. I don't uh, understand. The, I, I really, it must be a programming, gaming, lighting issue. It must be. Because I think it looked different on different stages. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I've been too busy with work to stream any games lately, like Golf Story. I, I really should be playing that more off stream. Mm-hmm. Um, I think once the school year's over, around mid-June, I'm going to start keeping a more consistent streaming schedule. Um, that'll help me make, um, you know, more steady progress in the games that I'm playing. Cool. Um, I'm still on the Animal Crossing grind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I welcomed a new villager, Zell. Nice. I invited him because his name sounded like my old dog, Zelda. I called her Zell sometimes. Nice. Um, what kind of animal? White, she was. Um, he's, well, I think he's like a, a deer villager, but mm-hmm. he looks like a gazelle, which I oh, guess is his name. Zell. Zell. Got it. Gazelle. <laughs> yeah. A lot of the names have puns. Yeah, um, and the fish and in Animal Crossing, I'm still finding new projects to do. I'm making a little tiki bar area. Um, I'm going to be building a second house. I'm going to make a second profile and make a second house that, because I want more stuff to decorate. That's exactly what my girlfriend's doing. She's yeah. using my profile and her profile, and just she's going all she at it with that house. house. Yeah, yeah. No, she's she's still in that Animal Crossing grind, and I. She's like, I'm going to need this for at least another six months. I'm like, oh, yeah. this got you hooked. Bad. <laughs> She's got to get her on Switch, I'm telling you. I know. <laughs> um, and then more so, other than, like, actually playing games, I've been busy the past, like, week into um, buying some gaming merchandise. Oh. Um, um, so I have some stuff in the mail. A lot of it, I think, has been delayed, so I might not see it for some time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I placed an order with Fan Gamer, some Undertale and Deltarune merchandise nice. that I'm really excited about. I ordered a Chrono Trigger t-shirt that um, is going to get printed and sent. Nice. And then today, they're actually having um, at GameStop, it's like a deal of the day type thing. I saw that there's like a Link's Awakening bundle with a bunch of um, Link's Awakening goodies. Um, there's like a like some coasters and um, like a little action figure and um, a bunch of other stuff all for $20. So nice. So I have a lot of awesome gaming merchandise. Nice. I wish I had way. the space for it, but like... I, I don't have the space either, <laughs> but that doesn't stop me from buying it. Exactly. And, and, you know, you mentioned on Twitter, you got that Link to the Past uh, drawings or the printouts in yes. the back. Gosh. My friend Craig drew them. They're really good. I was like, that. His art is so good. Yeah, I might have to message. I gotta him get on that. frames for him. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. <clears throat> what have you been up to playing this week? Uh, same old, same old. Um, I want to speak first about Minecraft Dungeons because I know it's it's out on Switch, even though I played it on Xbox and PC. Um, so I I really enjoy it. First off, 
Um, it's good for a $20 um, dungeon crawling game. Um, if you're a fan of Minecraft and you're into the dungeon crawling genre, this is like the game for you um, to, to get into. Uh, so my experience with it is me. I was playing a couple levels by myself. Um, I don't know if you know much about dungeon crawling. Normally, it's like an it's like an isotropic view. I guess like a you know like a up up top 3D ish kind of version where you you walk through various maps and you just basically attack various enemies and monsters with different skills. And then sometimes there's a loop based system. Uh, sometimes there's a class system with it. Some RPG mechanics like that. Um, but it's supposed to be light. It's supposed to be pretty chill. Um, sometimes when you want an easy difficulty, but, um, I ramped up the difficulty quite a bit in this game and I, I, you know, you use a sword for a basic attack and then a bow, you can shoot some arrows and then you can have various, you can have so many skills on top of that. So many area effects or, or flaming. Um, so I was being very particular how I play the first two levels. Um, and then, uh, Sean Capri, Ryan Turford and Donnie Reese decided to bomb into my uh game so they i i left my game open online so that's why i didn't realize it was um online multiplayer yes so it is online multiplayer it's not cross cross platform i think yet it will be in a later update where we can go between it's even on playstation as well so switch playstation pc and xbox which is awesome Um, and you're having a good time with it that's awesome uh i had a i had a great time um they were much higher level than me, so the combined party level was like really over. Like, like they were a little too powerful for me. These monsters, and I felt like I wasn't doing much when there was like an imbalance between uh, my level and like Sean's level or Ryan's level. And so, when you have four players in there, it gets very chaotic too. Um, they had so many different skills that did shock or like flaming or whatever, and. I felt like I wasn't doing anything for like the first hour or two hours. Luckily, I got enough loot going where I thought it was kind of fun. Um, these levels are, um, they can be short. Uh, with four players, it's definitely short because so many people are defeating these monsters. Um, whereas if you do single player, you have to be a lot, you have to dodge and be a lot more particular so you don't die um, so much. Uh, but yeah, I'm. I enjoyed my time with it. I think I'm going to play some with uh, Jason uh, on PC uh, this weekend and uh, do a little it bit more like co-op. It's more fun multiplayer than single player? Yes, I, I think so. But I think Donnie also had a great time single player. Um, okay. I think I would have a, a lot better time single player as well um, if I did a lot more levels and leveled up my gear myself. Um, but it. just understand, they they feel like two different games when you do a single player or multiplayer. I feel like multiplayer is just, you're, it's like Castle Crashers. It's just chaos everywhere, and you're, you're just smashing the A button or, or the trigger button for the arrows. And uh, so, yeah. So I have a really dumb question. What's the difference between a dungeon crawler and a roguelite? Are they the same or are they different? Uh, they're, they're different. The way you were describing it almost sounded kind of like it was a, a roguelite type game. Mm-hmm. So roguelite is, the mechanic is, that you die, you have to completely reset to the beginning of the game. So think of binding. But this isn't like that. This no, is no, no. So once you die, you can respawn in the middle of the game or whatever. Okay. So Rogue Light, like it's not a mechanic itself in the game where it's like, like like going through levels and defeating monsters. Rogue Light can be um, like like Slay the Spire. Actually, that's a roguelike game, but that's um, that's a, a deck building game, right? 
And so once you die, though, you reset uh, okay. to the beginning of the game or whatever. Um, same thing with Binding of Isaac. That's a top-down. I would say that's a top-down. Yeah, I'm familiar twix, with that one. Twin stick uh-huh. shooters. That's a roguelite as well. And then Dead Cells. That's a that's a big one. That's uh, super fun. I I really enjoyed Dead Cells a lot. Uh, but dungeon crawling is the aspect of going through various dungeons and there's a lot of monsters everywhere and you have to defeat all of them. That's what, you know, kind of what Donnie loves, right? It's just to beat a whole swath of monsters right in front of him without a care in the world. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I've been enjoying that quite a bit. Uh, next off, um, I've also been playing a lot of Skyrim. <laughs> I've been seeing you getting into that again. Yeah. Um, You're posting a lot of cool screenshots. Thank you. Um, I <laughs> I know exactly where to go in and out in that game. Um, I'm reminding myself when I played this back in 2012. Um, like summer of 2012 was in between my high school and college year where I just did not do anything at all. <laughs> I was super lazy. I did not have a job on hand and so what i did is like all right i'm gonna just play skyrim and listen to lincoln park like the whole day (laughs) and just and just be good with it you know um so yeah i i've been reminiscing in that it's very nostalgic to me um i but i am taking a very different approach than how how i was right i was i'm doing dual wield i'm doing light armor which i haven't done before so um but i love just going through that world and I think Bethesda, they, they've done a really good job of where, like, there's just so much to do. It's like Breath of the Wild before Breath of the Wild. There's just so much to do and so many things to collect, so many places to go. And once you go out into Skyrim, you just see so many places you can check, check up on. Like, uh, once I got done with the introduction, I first went south to another town, um, did, like, a series of quests there. And now I went back north and went through another city that had another quest that has like master like i had to defeat a master vampire um there's just so many different storylines in there um it's kind of jank now i i can understand how the dialogue is jank the you know talking to the guards that's why i couldn't get into it yeah with with all the i know what you mean though with all those open world games i feel like um like Breath of the Wild, Skyrim, those types. Every time you play, there's something new that you find. Mm-hmm. I know I could load up Breath of the Wild right now, and like if I play for a couple minutes, I'll probably run into something that I haven't seen before. And I have, you know, like 200 yeah. some hours in the game, and yeah. it sounds like Skyrim's like that too, where you can, um, you can, you've played it so many times, and you know it like the back of your hand, but you're still, you know, finding new ways to play. You're you're playing with different mm-hmm. like, races or classes or whatever. And, yeah. Exactly, and I feel like later game in Skyrim, it gets a lot more fun. I, I, I and I think that's the downturn for for Skyrim. If you play right now, if you play like the first, I would say ten, fifteen hours, I can understand it could be kind of boring, kind of desolate, not much to do. Um, but like once you you're hitting like twenty-ish hours or thirty hours, when you get like really cool magic abilities, you get these dragon priest masks that look dope, and you get these enchantments going it's like it you are attempting to give this game another chance i play i like i mm-hmm. every time i played it i played it for the first time on the switch and like mm-hmm. i didn't finish it i every time i um load it up i feel like i just get lost in the world of running around and killing things like i haven't done any of the storyline mm-hmm. maybe a little tiny bit but i think i'd like barely scratch the surface just because it's so pretty and i like to ride my horse around nice and find and find caves and get like treasure and stuff 
Um, I really should go back and like just do the story. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Uh, this, I, I think the main storyline of Skyrim, that's not the shining um, part about it. It's not the best part about Skyrim. It's really the open world, and it's the side quests that you do. Um, I especially like uh, the Thieves Guild that you mm. go off to in the southeast and you figure out how to be a really a master pickpocketer and, and sneaky guy. Um, and I really love the Dark Brotherhood. Um, I don't know if you ever encountered the Dark Brotherhood, um, but... It sounds familiar. <laughs> like, I think I did a little bit with that, but I don't. I probably didn't mm. do the whole thing. Yeah, it, it basically, Dark Brotherhood is you encounter them and they're like, all right, you're gonna, you're gonna be a contract to assassinate people. And then you go through a, line, a quest line if you wanna be a Dark Brotherhood uh, person or not. Um, but no, it's, it's uh, I I've been enjoying it. I'm I'm just biding my time for Xenoblade. Thanks, oh, Mitch. it's coming out soon, very very soon. So super excited. And last touch up on Ocarina of Time. I'm I'm not playing as much. No, you're giving up on it. <laughs> I'm not giving up on it. I'm I'm still I'm like hanging like with with two fingers. Okay. Did you play any more this week? I played a little bit more. I didn't hit the Fire Temple just yet, but I'm at the entrance. I'm at like the mountain opening or something. I'm trying to remember you were saying you were having trouble finding how to get into it. I think. Yeah, I I finally cracked and and, um, I opened a guide. I opened it. Did you get the tunic, the red tunic that you have to wear? Yep, I got the red tunic, and then that actually that guide gave me a lot of like extra help with hard pieces too, and so I read through some of the hard piece puzzles, and I'm like, goodness, I could never get that. I could never understand that. Yeah, the hard pieces are a little bit tough. Um, something you had said last week, it just jogged my memory here. Um, you were saying about how you got the, the Goron sword, and I think we misunderstood which sword you were talking about. Oh, okay. Me uh, and Donnie were talking about a different sword than you were talking about. I forgot the one that you mentioned is like the Goron's knife or something. Oh. Um, it's a different thing than what we were talking about. Um, one of our listeners, Craig, the one who did our mm-hmm. did my artwork here, um, mentioned that you bought it from the store is a different one than the one we were oh. doing okay. talking about with the side quest. So you have another sword with a long side quest that you can get. Great. I can't <laughs> wait. I It's actually a fun one. Okay. Okay, good. I Again, yeah. I am going to go back to a guide whenever I just feel like I'm stuck. Dungeons, I'm still trying to do blind. Like, I do not want help with dungeons. I know maybe the Water Temple, I heard that one's, like, just a pain in the butt, but I'm really going to try. You're playing it on the 2DS, though, right? Yes. I think they made a couple changes to it to make it... And honestly, it's not that the Water Temple's hard. It's just that, like... I found it to be a little bit um, tedious with like going into the menu and unequipping the boots, mm-hmm. uh, going back into the menu and equipping oh. them because there's a lot of like, but now with the, um, the 2DS, you could just push the button on the screen yes. to unequip them. So yeah, it's very easy. I don't, might not have even gotten the iron boots yet. No, I don't think I have. So yeah, you'll, you'll figure that out. I'll get there. Much. <laughs> but that, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Yeah, awesome. Well, um, then let's get into some of our Nintendo news for this week. Um, Digital Foundry did an analysis on Xenoblade, which comes out tomorrow. They um, found that it runs at 720p docked, can drop to 540p, and um, even down to 378p in handheld. Um, Portable mode drops some lighting, reflection, and shadow details, but mostly holds up. The game does mostly hold 30 frames per second with minor hitches at times, and they stated that the image quality, um, however, is much better than Xenoblade Chronicle 2's. Mm-hmm. Um, and Garrett, you're getting this game, right? 
I am getting this game still. I've I've uh, watched this video this morning. Um, I think it's still gonna. Be, I'm really excited to to go through it. I know it's based off of the Xenoblade Chronicles Two like uh, engine, yeah. and I, so that's why I understand these resolutions. Um, and it's really nice actually. The frame doesn't drop because in Xenoblade Chronicles Two it does. It does quite a bit yeah. actually, and on handheld mode it's actually. I, I feel like it's almost unplayable. It gets very choppy. It was it was an interesting um, nuance actually. When I played like for a long time for a long session on handheld mode, it becomes choppier and choppier because it load more cash, it load more assets in there, and that's and then their solution was, oh, you gotta quit the game and go back in. And so at least we don't have to do that for this game. It looks like more or less that the. 30 frames is stable. Um, that's all you need for with this game because it's uh, the combat's pretty autonomous. You just have to press some buttons and it'll just kind of kind of do the combat for you. Um, but honestly, yeah, people get so caught up in like the 30 frames thing. But like, I would rather have that to be stable than you're right, 60 frames per, per second stuttering. Yeah, and so the resolutions, although they seem low, 378p. Whew, have you ever like have you heard of a modern game now? Saying that hey, it's gonna run 378p on on a current gen console. Right? Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, I feel like uh, a lot of people are there just like, oh my gosh, what what are you saying? But yeah, no, it's still honestly, it sounds bad, but like my eye with that kind of thing is so bad. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if I would notice, notice the difference between 720 and like 540. Mm-hmm. The honestly, like my eye is just not not that good for it. Right. The image quality, they said it is better and is sharper. Which um, I was like, okay, it's possible that I could play this on handheld as well with my regular Switch. Um, but no, I'm I'm super excited, and like it's still so much better than the ports. I mean, for the original Wii and the 3D, yeah. of course, the 3DS port. Man, that port was just terrible. Like I couldn't figure out where my guy was. It was so pixelated. So at oh, least, yeah, it's so bad. But at least you know they cleared it up a lot. It looks a lot better. Um, it may not be the best remaster um, that we could have gotten like with others, but it's still gonna be look really good. I looked at some reviews. It's reviewing pretty well. Um, yeah. So I think um, a lot of people are gonna enjoy it. I mean, it's the the big thing coming out right now mm-hmm. um, that we know of for a while. I think this is gonna carry people. Is it a long game? Yes, it's gonna be okay. at least like on average, it's a hundred hours to beat. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So yeah, and you people. Been- long time and you got extra content too that's um i'm glad that they focus more on image quality um frame rate like just stability and extra content over like any kind of resolution jump because that's probably the best that they can do right now uh with that game and i'm 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 just so glad that they're bringing it to the switch i i will probably play that well let's see if i work tomorrow (laughs) let's just say that (laughs) are you getting it digitally or physically digitally Digitally got it yeah digital life so yeah um blair witch is releasing on june 25th on the nintendo switch i don't really know anything about that game yeah donnie put it on there and i'm like cool blair witch um no it's a survival horror game um i forgot what it's based off of but i have seen um it's originally out on games pass and it's on xbox um, so it is heading over the switch. It is kind of, it's a survival horror game. You're trying to just figure out what has hap- happened to the cabin or, or something. And then there's time travel involved. Um, so a lot of supernatural things with it. Um, 
I don't that actually sounds pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of like that. <laughs> I, I would look through the story and see if, if you yeah. would be into it. Um, but it is a, a jump scare game. Um, oh, I, I don't like that. I like creepy spookiness. Uh, I don't know about the jump scare part, but I think there's uh, some. Yeah, there's a lot of tension in there. I remember seeing a stream of it, uh, and it, it it seemed okay. It's still janky on the Xbox, so I couldn't I, I couldn't imagine what it's gonna look like on the Switch. To be I honest with you. It came out late last year on other consoles. Yes. Um, we're finally getting it now. Yeah. So we'll see how it looks. You know, some of these ports, I, I just hope they just do a good job with it on Switch. I know. I feel like some, some uh, games, that it's done just to get on the Switch, just to say that it's on there and get more sales. They don't necessarily um, take care with porting it over. So hopefully this is yeah. wonderful done. I wonder what the price is. Maybe it has that Switch bump. Oh, did they not say? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He, yeah. he literally, Donnie literally <laughs> just put Blair Witch <laughs> releasing June 25th. So, great. So there you go, guys. Survival. Here we horror. go. <laughs> Amazon France has listed several new Switch SKUs. Um, three games from Bethesda. Mm-hmm. One of them is Switch only, two multi platform. Of those two multi platform, one is PS4 and Switch, the other is Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. Two of the game listings are from Square, both Switch exclusive. Two games from Warner, Bro- uh, Warner Bros. Um, one Switch only, one multiplat. Two games from Ubisoft, two multiplat. Um, one game from Take Two, multiplat, and one game from Capcom Switch only. So, I don't know. Sometimes when we see these listings go up, they're they're legit. Like we mm-hmm. might be getting some announcements soon. Um, Sometimes they're not, but it's always fun to speculate what those listings could be because chances are they they could be legit listings. Yeah, that's a, that's lot, a lot of games. games. That's a lot that's of games. games. That's like the kind of thing that I you would expect to see like right before a direct, mm-hmm. but like we know we're not getting a direct anytime soon. Yeah, these so. are all third party. So they're all third party. Yeah. They're bound to be announced probably this summer if it is real. And so I feel like the Bethesda one, it's most likely Doom Eternal, right? Like, we know that, isn't that... Isn't that already that, listed? I don't know, is it? I thought it was already listed. It's already been announced. The, the, officially announced on the Switch? Yeah, yeah. It's been announced okay. on, on Switch for a while, I thought. Okay. And they, they were just saying coming out on a later date. And there's no... Okay, mm-hmm. there's already a listing for... Okay, then, then if it's not Doom Eternal, could it be an old Fallout game? Um, That would be nice. I don't know what that PS4 and Nintendo Switch exclusive would be. Why would it not be on Xbox? Because they they're always... But that's is always bed and bed with Xbox, actually, more than PlayStation. So I'm really curious what that could be. The Nintendo Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. Um, I I think it could be a different game. It could be a new game. Well, maybe a new IP. Yeah. Um, they don't have much announcements out in the pipeline this summer. I'm really wondering what their their next game is really going to be because the Bethesda Studios. Um, they're right now probably knee deep into Starfield, which is definitely not coming on Switch. Um, oh. <laughs> and uh, goodbye with Elder Scrolls, uh, the next one, because they're they're not talking about it. Um, and then they have uh, Arcane Studios; they're working on something I just forgot. And then, um, oh gosh, I, there's a lot of studios in Bethesda I can't keep track of, but I think it's like yeah. Tokyo. It's like the next game of one of their studios in Japan is like Tokyo Ghost Shell, so that's that's that looks like a cool game as well. Um, I oh wait wait the Arcane Studios they're making another game called like Infinite Loop or something like that. Like that. Where, I never heard of that. Yeah, they 
they meant they kind of briefly mentioned it last year in E3. Um, they just did a trailer of it, but no gameplay. Uh, it's by Arcane Studios. Um, I don't know if they I don't they have not released that, so maybe that could be one of them in Bethesda, but I don't know. I, I really don't know. The Switch only is interesting as well. It is. Well, that makes me think that it's not something that's going to be exclusive to the Switch, but something that is already on the other consoles, but would be a port. Would make the most sense. I can't imagine... I mean, it could be possible that they would be developing something mm-hmm. to the Switch, but like, I think it's way more likely that it would be a port of something that... Dishonored Collection. I think that mm-hmm. that could be a big one, actually. Because, you know, Dishonored 1 came out on Xbox 360, the previous-gen consoles. This engine could possibly run Dishonored 2 as well because it's the same engine. The art assets are not, like, like super intensive either. Uh, so I could see a Dishonored collection coming to Switch. That's a really good guess. Um, from Square, um, both Switch only. Mm-hmm. Again, I feel like would probably have to be ports of something. Yeah. There's probably plenty of Final Fantasy ports that could happen. I think they've done quite a bit, right? What's the latest one that they've done? I it, like yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, Final, don't know. Final Fantasy Final 10 and Final Fantasy 12. 12 is, the, is like the most up-to-date one. I can't imagine them doing maybe 13, but people are not really big into that game. Um, and then 15, just no, probably not. Um, and 14's an MMO, so I, I doubt that's going to be on Switch. Um, I'm, I'm thinking of ports. It could be like Dragon Quest, previous tra- Dragon oh, Quest games. Dragon Quest. Mm-hmm. I had two other thoughts for this one. Okay. Um, are really like stretches. Mm-hmm. The one could be isn't Octopath Traveler um, Square Enix? Yeah, but the studios that's making Octopath Traveler is also making Bravely Default too. So okay. so that's Bravely Default. So they're probably not already working on an Octopath too. Right. Um, and that seems early to announce that anyway. Yeah. Um, they also own a studio called Tokyo RPG Factory, which they made smaller JRPG games that are self-contained. Um, I forgot. I am Setsuna. They just made a recent game uh, like that's got released earlier this year. They like to chug out these JRPGs like crazy, like once a year or a year and a half. So it could be one of Tokyo RPG's projects. Um, My only other for that one is Life is Strange because yes. for some reason you don't want to put that on nintendo consoles i feel like a lot of american owned or like american-based company or developers um for, that's owned by square they're not coming over on switch like the tomb raiders or uh life is strange uh life is strange would be a great life one is strange is on everything like yeah it's on mobile like the first game oh, really? you can get it yeah you can get it on ios oh okay cool I have it on iOS. <laughs> it doesn't play well but um, you know, I, I would, I would like that. I would rebuy it, but I don't, I don't know if it hasn't happened. I don't see why that would be one of them. So, mm-hmm. um, for the Warner brothers, that's an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't really know any games that are developed by them. Um, I was looking at what people were saying and people suggested, um, apparently there was talk of like a Harry Potter RPG, yep. um, which I didn't really know anything about that until I started reading like people talking about it. Mm-hmm. But that could be possibly exciting. Yes, Harry. Oh, uh, did you watch the video, the leaked video of it? 
Wait, it's like actually a thing? Oh, like it's real? I got to share it to you. It looks oh, so ooh. good. I'm not like a huge Harry Potter fan, but I do like Harry Potter. That mm-hmm. would probably be the multi-plot one because that wouldn't be yeah. exclusive to the Switch. Yeah, that's um, inevitable. I, I think, think they're going to release Harry Potter. would get so excited about that because there really hasn't been a really good Harry Potter game. And if it's an RPG, like there's just so much you could do with yeah. that. Like, oh my God, I'm so glad that it's that it's real. I hope. Oh, that's the announcement. I need to show you that video because it literally looks like, think of Assassin's Creed level of graphics Ooh, with wow. magic and the whole nine yards. It's It looks yeah. so... like They could like, let us pick our house and customize a character. Yep. Like I don't want to play as Harry Potter. I don't want to play as... Yeah, it's your own character. Weapon. In the video, it's your own character. So. Oh my gosh. This is like the Harry Potter game we deserve. <laughs> exactly. When, when I saw this video, I'm like, that's real. They could possibly not have just made that out of like like a fake video out of the blue yeah, yeah yeah it could be like a project that that they didn't like prolong about but the rumors is that harry potter this game is coming out and i it's and warner brothers are, is having a digital event as well what are your other guesses for what that could possibly what those listings could possibly be for them i agree with the multi-platform for warner brothers um i it could be another lego game as well i don't know if I don't know if they're charging the Lego games, but they do a lot of IP with them, like the Harry Potter and uh, stuff like that. Uh, the Switch only. Um, I'm not. I'm not too sure. I'm sorry that I'm not. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't look into like what okay. what the speculation could be. But uh, man, I when when I see all these games and there's a lot of Switch only games too. I there are. I wonder if if they're all just ports or, or new ones. So. I'm sure one of the Ubisoft ones is just Dance 20, 2021. They yep. always this is the time that they announce that. Yeah, and then I think the second one could be of Gods and Monsters. Because uh, uh, maybe because uh, they it, that that game kind of looks like it could be on Switch. Okay. Yeah. Every everything else like Assassin's Creed, Watch Dogs. Um, that's that's gonna be. You know, no, maybe a Rayman. I, I'm not sure, but it, it, it could be a Rayman game. Um, you, oh, that's true. <laughs> you know, UB Arts. Uh, they like to do smaller games as well, like Child of Light, Valiant Hearts. Um, maybe they had another smaller project they want to bring out as well. It's too bad that um, one of the listings doesn't switch only for them because that could have been your Mario Rabbids two. <laughs> I know. Oh, you're right. Well, that that kind of scratches that one. Uh, I mean, well, that's not to say that like that wouldn't happen anyway. Like these listings are only speculative. Right. Uh-huh. I don't know any Take Two games though. Take Two. What are they? Crap. Are you familiar with? I'm. Uh, is is it um, you know, Red Dead? It's it's them, right? It's is it's, it? It's Red Dead and GTA. That's Take Two. No, it's is it really? Or is it? Or am I thinking that's of Two K? Yeah, no, Take Two is is. Is that the same studio? They they publish Rockstar games oh they do yes oh <laughs> okay but that's multi okay so if the one game from take two is multi-plat it wouldn't be a port of i mean mm-hmm. we're not getting a port of either of yeah. those games but yeah take two is a like a publisher arm that like it covers 2k games so that includes like you know the borderlands um bioshock and xcom those games and then rockstar games as well which is gta and red dead um take two is everywhere um, Interesting. So, and, and they have some smaller uh, developers. Uh, Ghost Story Games, which um, is the original creator of Bioshock, actually left um, Irrational Games to make uh, Ghost Story Games. And I'm he, they've been quiet for 
a, a, you know, a good amount of years. So ever since they dropped off Bioshock Infinite back in 2013. Uh, oh, God, what's what's his name? Makes you wonder what they're working on. Ken, Ken Levin, yeah. So he uh, he's a brilliant guy. Um, he's He does a lot of the commentary in the Bioshock Remaster game and how he developed those games and went through it. His mind is brilliant in how the way he creates games. So I'm very excited to see what Ghost ghost story games could possibly bring to the table it could, and that that could be the game from take yeah. two the one that i am particularly interested in is the one game from capcom that is switch only what could that be you got me stumped another street fighter oh, yeah. game <laughs> well um i mean i'm trying to think of like what would be switch only um they make monster hunter right so it could be a monster hunter um monster hunter. so it's weird for them because Monster Hunter World, which is their latest one that came out on PlayStation, PC, and Xbox, uh, their best-selling game in the franchise and best-selling game of the company. Like, like it's the best-selling game of all uh, within uh, Capcom. I could see them trying to port it, um, but I also see them trying to do another Nintendo um, installation of Monster Hunter. Um, it may not be a traditional Monster Hunter game either. It could be, a, you know, they did Monster Hunter Stories, which is like a Pokemon. Like a spinoff. Yeah, which is a turn-based spinoff. <clears throat> so they could do something like that as well. Um, yeah, pretty much. My mind for Capcom, as far as Switch exclusive games, immediately jumps to the um, Zelda games that they developed. Um, they they Capcom developed Oracle of Ages and Seasons and the Minish Cap. What? I know that this listing is not those, <laughs> but but I always I feel like whenever um, the topic of two D Zelda comes up nowadays, it's um, always people wanting the Oracle games um, remastered in the same engine as Link's Awakening. Mm. Um, and I could see them putting those two together in one collection. Maybe um, I know that this listing is not that. But we can dream, right? Well, if if it's just third party games announcing their stuff, <laughs> I know they would never let this be a Capcom announcement. Yeah, it's not like were. a Mario plus Rabbits, right? Where it's like a like a partnership. This one, it seems like they just developed Zelda games. Um, but... And I'm I'm like still so curious, like if they ever did remake those games, like how much would Nintendo let Capcom be involved? Like they originally developed it, but. Um, oh, they wouldn't do. I, I'd say that they're done. And it's like, no, we have the games, and we're gonna remake it ourselves. Because yeah. look at Link's That's Awakening, like, and look how we re- <laughs> we remade that. We can do the same exact treatment with yeah. Minish Cap and, and the Oracle of Seasons games as well. Um, so yeah, that one I'm thinking it's most likely gonna be Monster Hunter, but if it is something, I always wanted to get into Monster Hunter. I've tried so many 3ds. Yeah, the Monster Hunter on 3DS, I've I really want to get into it cuz my friends were um into it, but the controls are just I I feel like they're it, it handles it in a certain way. It's so weighty. It's so like not what you want to do. And then whenever I tried to attack monsters, it's just it didn't feel right uh to me. And then I tried Monster Hunter World. It's it's a lot better than Monster Hunter World. Um, I would say so if they can bring some of those quality of life adjustments to a new Monster Hunter Nintendo Switch exclusive game I think that could be a huge hit uh, for them so yeah it'll be interesting to see if 
any of these pan out. I feel like, like I said, when these kind of things show up on Amazon, this was Amazon France, sometimes it's, you know, indicative of a direct. Um, clearly that's not going to happen. So maybe these third parties will mm-hmm. start, start announcing stuff. Why is it know, only, why is it Amazon France? Why is this? Because it's, Maybe they messed up. No, no, know. they Maybe always they... mess up. That's the thing. They're always, <laughs> they always the ones have. leaking stuff. I feel like yeah. there's just a random guy in in a position there. <laughs> That's just, I. It's either that or a law in in France. And excitement. Yeah. They leak stuff by mistake to stir up excite. You know, excitement. Always. Never <laughs> <laughs> know. Um, another news, Nintendo, um, another Nintendo leak, the 3DS o, um, OS source has been leaked, mm-hmm. as well as Diamond and Pearl. Um, this comes from Reset Era. The entire source code of the Nintendo 3DS operating system was posted online. Everything you would want to know about how the 3DS works is in there. There's a lot of interesting development files. Um, this leak is huge because the 3, 3DS is still in production. Um, the Nintendo Switch OS is also based on the 3DS OS. Um, the Diamond uh, Diamond Pearl source code was posted. Um, I, I don't really know. Like, this is a lot of jargon to me. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll go through the last bullet point here. There's a lot of references to NVIDIA. <clears throat> and NVIDIA is the makers of actually the card that's in our switches, the Tegra line. Uh, they power up the sh- Android tablets, the Shields, NVIDIA Shields, and Nintendo Switches. And so they've had logs of NVIDIA references dating back to 2006 on the 3DS um, and the source code. So Nintendo was thinking of this console for a l- really long time. And they're actually trying to think about it for the 3DS and how much power it can actually have. Um, I guess it was due to pricing, uh, it was probably not feasible to put a Tegra inside a 3DS um, at the time in 2011. Uh, but the Tegra, it's, it's the craziest part is they had references back in 2006, but NVIDIA did not make the Tegra until 2008. So they were talking really early. Um, so I, I just thought that was interesting. Um, it, this is kind of huge just because this the OS itself um, now, you can't go off and copy it and, like, make a bunch of 3DS emulators. Nintendo's going to find that, and they're going to rip rip you to shreds. They're going to make it, like, you know, illegal. Um, but what it it's going to do is that people are going to look at this code, and, like, they can learn off of how the 3DS works and uh. assume what can work with the Nintendo Switch. I think emulation will be more robust, but um, they're not going to... I would I would not say they're gonna rip like lines of code uh, from this 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 source code and and call it that. So um, it's it's just kind of crazy to see this cracked, even though Nintendo's still in production um, or the 3DS is still in production. Um, so yeah, and then the Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. You know how we found um, Pokemon of early stages of early concepts. Yes, um, they were finding the two generations exactly um, and the way they did that is they cracked the code they cracked the source code with pokemon and the, so could we some diamond and pearl secrets yeah some diamond and so they didn't find any yet but we'll see if they found, found yeah early versions of fourth gen oh, pokemon Ada Wooper was the cutest <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i just wanted That's to put it out there 
Um, um, I like I said, I don't really know a whole lot about this, and you know, I'm sure Nintendo is not too happy about it. But it's always interesting to see kind of what goes, you know, what goes on and what's behind all of this tech. It is what it is, and I think you know, Nintendo can't do anything about it. They can't stop what's happening about cracking it. But what they can do is anything that services of like anything illegal, like emulation, um, that brings about. I think this the way to 3ds emulation like yeah it's illegal people do illegal things so they won't copy the code but they will look at the code and understand how it works so that's 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 a difference right there there's a difference yeah yeah so the way it's implemented is is different than exactly copying lines of code so maybe the emulators will be different maybe more robust as it goes on um but we'll see we'll see how interesting yeah we got a sneak peek, an aerial view of Super Nintendo World um, in Japan. It looks like it's a drone shot, like yeah. it's a overhead. You're looking down on it. We see a little bit of parking lot around it. Um, and I think this, correct me if I'm wrong, is our first like actual look at the actual park, mm. right? Yes, I think so. I know they have some promos for it, but what do you think of this, uh, this photo? Uh, it looks small. I, it does. Is this the whole park? I, I feel like, I thought that was like, wait, is that just like a part of it? Um, so, yeah, obviously we can't show it on the, the podcast, but it, I don't know if it's just the scale of it. Like, maybe it's a weird perspective, but it almost looks like it's like the size of the parking lot next to it. Yes. Which is not big. Yeah. And I, I guess they still have some construction going on, so maybe... Yeah, I know there's it just it looks very cramped yes um it doesn't look like there's a lot of open space to like walk around like i imagine a theme park i imagine okay like it's open and like you can walk around from area to area you think of epcot Um, you think of disney world you think of disneyland like box or something yeah very open like there's gonna be cafes and shops there's gonna be rides everywhere this this feels like three rides combined into one like like a hundred people <laughs> like i don't know i i feel like that's just a hundred people and that's that now i i don't know when i go up in an airplane i don't know how you feel about it when i see buildings and i'm like man they look a lot tinier when i'm up above like you know yeah, but this is different this, i guess so. i don't know I'm, i think it might be the perspective um but it is kind of cool to see like it does look very colorful it does look like i see some recognizable things like the warp pipes yep. and um you know, little things here and there, the blocks I see at mm-hmm. the bottom. Um, so there are some recognizable things. It does look colorful. It does look like it's it's coming along. Mm-hmm. Um, it's compact, so it's though. A little sneak peek of it. Yeah. What's that? It's compact. It is. They put a lot of things into like a... Like, it's just not what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I'm not going to be flying to Japan to go to Super Nintendo World anytime mm-hmm. soon, but... Um, it's it's kind of cool to see what they've been doing with that. And I saw Donnie being super excited about this, and he had like the little emo on Twitter, like, "Oh my gosh, it looks so good!" I'm like, "Guys, that 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 just looks so small." It's not what I was expecting. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you can see like people in the screenshot, like oh, take okay. the person you see like in the trailer. Are you looking at the picture? No, not right now. But you could describe it to me. You could, um, there's like people standing next to the little trailers in the mm-hmm. parking lot. And like, if you, I'm trying not to let my perspective get warped here, but if you, if you put like the size of that person on there, it looks, it looks so little. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. 
I think we can't judge until we see mm-hmm. real. There we go. I'm 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 seeing it right now. Yeah, yeah that it's hard to judge. that looks like. I don't know. If I was could... expecting grand. like I wasn't expecting Disney World type grand, but mm-hmm. like I want to see like you know a, a different perspective. I think that looks like an area of like a baseball field, right? Not the stadium, but like the field itself. Yeah, that's the... that a good. That's a good comparison. Yeah, it does. So. Okay, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Okay. Um, and then um, releasing on Friday, tomorrow, or maybe today, if you're listening on Friday, um, are a suite of 2K games. We are getting the Borderlands Collection, XCOM 2, and the Bioshock Collection, mm-hmm. which I didn't realize. I don't know how I missed that they're all releasing on the same day. That's my understanding of it, or they're going to be really close to each other. Um, they've been advertising this for a while where it's like, these are the three games that are going to come out on the Switch and they're going to be ports and they're going to be collections. Um, so yeah, be excited. Um, again, if you have an Xbox, PS4, PC, I say these games, play them on there. They're cheap. I just saw that Borderlands Handsome Collection's free on PC right now on Epic. Like, I would rather play it over there. Now, if you're dying to play on handheld, if you only have a Switch um, and you have not played um, Bioshock or Borderlands, I say, yeah, maybe go for it. Um, for me, uh, I've played these games um, quite a bit, not except for XCOM 2. Um, I think if I ever get one, it would be Bioshock Collection, but it would be cheaper. I think I'll probably wait. Do we know the price? They're $50 each, 50 okay. USD, yeah. Um, that's a bit of a switch bump. Now, I, it makes sense to me because these are new ports. They're, I mean, they're mm-hmm. and they're collections too. Like Borderlands is right. I think that's the important thing to remember is you're not getting one game; you're getting a collection. Yeah. So the Borderlands and Bioshock collection, both of them are three games. And if you look at the, yeah, even with the physical cart, the download size is like tens of gigabytes. It's like forty to seventy gigabytes. But that makes sense because there's just so much packed in there, actually. Um, like Borderlands, like Borderlands 1, pre-sequel and 2, I say that's about, if you actually just judge right through all of them, I say that's 80-ish hours of content right there for one playthrough. And there's like four classes in each game. You can play a lot um, with that game if you want to. Um, and I highly, actually, I do recommend um, trying out Borderlands for like local co-op. Um, if you have someone else that you want to play with with first-person shooting and a loop-based mechanic, Borderlands is the best, probably a really good game to do it on Switch. Um, Excellent. Yeah, and Bioshock, I can't wait. It's, it's such a good game. It's really, really good. That is it for our um, Nintendo news from this week. Um, so now we'll answer some questions, some chat questions directly from you. Um, Delvin wants to know, you have the ability to switch a Nintendo main character to a different Nintendo franchise. Who would you switch and why? For example, he said you can take Mario and put him in a Zelda game and Link would be in that Mario game instead. I thought about this one. Oh, you go ahead, because I'm not sure (laughs) about this. Switch would make... I think a lot more sense one way than the other, but it's kind of fun switching both. Um, I would switch um, Samus from Metroid and Villager from Animal Crossing. Oh. I would put, I know that sounds weird, but hear me out. Mm-hmm. I think that 
Samus would absolutely adore being in an Animal Crossing game because she is a very kind-hearted. She has a very soft spot for animals, mm-hmm. for all things living. Um, she values life and and you know, she saves the animals in Super Metroid. She would adore being in Animal Crossing and taking a vacation, a, a much well-needed vacation from <laughs> saving planets. Um, I don't think Villager would uh, would do too well in a Metroid game. I mean, but he can yeah. kind of fun. <laughs> I feel like you know, Villager, he's he's pretty tough in Smash. I feel like yeah, he maybe. he could get through that he Metroid would... like world just fine. But yeah. like, I feel like you know, Villager. It, they never die, right? They only <laughs> get true. they only get stung or in like pass out or they they just get stung in the head. They don't die. So So what? He would probably have all of his tools taken away from him in the beginning and then try to try to go throughout the world and find his shovel, his mm-hmm. axe. Net. Yeah, yeah. And like huh? every time he like gets like hurt or whatever, it's just gonna be he she he just gets dizzy and then he passes out and just goes back to the beginning level. He never dies. So I, I think he I think he'll he'll do pretty good in Metroid. And meanwhile Samus is just hanging out with the animals. <laughs> she worked hard, she's having a good time being exactly. all cute with her animals. Okay, so uh, I I just put this right then and there. Like like I just <laughs> thought of this. All right, we we got Toad from Mario. All right. Okay. <laughs> He's gonna be the main character of the next Fire Emblem game. Ooh. <laughs> He's just gonna be this happy-go-lucky little guy going God, I... going on a, a a journey with his his waifus, and I think he's gonna romance romance the best girl ever. Um, he's gonna go through some tragedies or whatever, but his his charm in his face, like it, it will go through. It will be endearing. It, it it will be probably one of the best Fire Emblem games that's ever created. Uh, with, so who's gonna be the star of Toad's Treasure Tracker? Uh, it's gonna be oh crap! I guess it's gonna be the next main character of the Fire Emblem series. So if you could think of what the main characters look like, he's he's gonna be very determined. He's gonna be quiet all the time. He's gonna have he's gonna have to figure out these puzzles. I don't know if he can though, because um, it's much different than tactics. You know, tactics you gotta command soldiers or whatever. This is like he doesn't know how to go through a uh, I don't know was a treasure toad tracker or whatever so i i don't know it, it could be risky for for this this new character um going I like through that one. thank you I, I i figured it out on the spot <laughs> josh wants to know what did you do with donnie and who are you replacing him with uh we actually kicked out donnie because he we had enough of his animal crossing like ignorance um, so this is going to be now turned into the Animal Crossing podcast. Yeah, um, we're rebranding. We're rebranding. <laughs> Nye. Uh, Animal Crossing. <laughs> uh, I'm so glad Don is Donnie is trusting us so much with his his baby, his podcast. Um, I know he's he's super busy and he's working right now. And he's like he he just asked us on the fly. He's like, you guys got it right? And I was like, well, we could try. We <laughs> we can l- leave the nest and try to fly away, but. Uh, yeah, Josh, we didn't do anything with him. Yeah. No, he'll be back next week. We miss him. Yeah. He'll be back. Yeah. Um, Garrett, do you want to... I don't know if you've looked at any mm-hmm. of the questions. We actually have questions piled up from uh, from previous weeks. Were there any that you thought were particularly... We, we have time to answer That's true. several. That, that, that is a... Uh, so let me, uh, let me head over to Sean Capri's question uh, from last week. Is there anything mm. Nintendo can do to really screw things up at this point? 
for all the shortcomings, like the few first-party games in 2020, the aging tech versus next-gen, uh, the online experience uh, Nintendo is experiencing. Um, can can Nintendo really screw things up? Like they've been they've been so successful with the Switch now. Um, any shortcomings that they have, like online experience, we just kind of just toss out to the side, and we don't really criticize no, I, that much. I think that's a pretty interesting perspective, um, and I give Sean a lot of credit because I, I'm hearing so much. You know, Nintendo has nothing. Nintendo, you know, how are they going to carry the Switch over the next year or two? Mm-hmm. Like we haven't heard anything. Like they've already used up a lot of their their franchises like what are we getting next and i think it's i don't know i I like the positive perspective that like Mm -hmm. sure there are those shortcomings like you know we might not have the the greatest year that we've ever seen but all in all like you're he's right we have seen a lot of growth this gen with nintendo Mm -hmm. i what would it I think they can't really screw things up as long as the first party games and or ports keep coming out and and people are enjoying it like as long as they have that they have their nintendo fan base and as long as they keep the third party ports going like the major third party uh stuff going they they're golden um i know the online infrastructure is a bummer um i know the online games is a bummer too the snes nes games they could be a lot more we understand it could be a lot more i just think you know compared to sony or xbox um i know PlayStation has a good line of first-party games, um, but like compared to Nintendo, Nintendo is like the gold standard, I would say. I think you're right about the if, and they're not going to lose any of their first-party mm-hmm. like franchise. That's not going to happen. Um, so you're right. As long as they keep up that momentum of, of at least giving us something like that every year, um, yeah. Nintendo fans don't care about anything else. <laughs> we don't. I mean, sure, you're right. It would be nice to get you know, the best online or, you know, even decent online. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it would be nice to get better tech. Um, it's it's kind of sad. It's kind of sad that the Super Smash Brothers, you know, coming from last week, that it wasn't able to put in E3 just because of the net code and just the infrastructure with that. Um, it's really a bummer um, when I see that. But, like, at the same time, Splatoon 2 just, it works. The online connection works for us, and I don't know why... Smash couldn't be as good as that because Splatoon is pretty fast. It's pretty twitchy. It's uh, it and it runs super smooth, too. I'm so surprised how Splatoon is 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 handling that. And I look at other first party games. I look at I know Xenoblade is a huge first party game. I understand and, and Smash. You know the frame rates is not like like it's not terrible, but like I I can't understand that Splatoon is working so well and Smash is not. Um, so yeah. I don't know. They but again, yeah, they can't really screw things up as long as they bring the first party IP with them. I agree. Uh so do you want me to pick another one, right? Yeah. Uh okay, sorry. Uh let's go with um let's go with Soundscape right above. Uh why is it that the GameCube uh becomes more appreciated with age than the PS2 or Xbox? It continues to remain relevant with the Dolphin emulator and with HDMI adapters keeping it up to date. I don't sense the same love for the other consoles of that generation. Yeah, I liked this question, but I didn't really 
necessarily totally agree with it completely. Um, I think that the PlayStation 2 is probably one of the most beloved consoles of all time. Mm. Um, I agree with the Xbox part. Um, I don't see as much nostalgia for the Xbox, but I definitely see a ton of like nostalgia and relevance for PlayStation 2 games. Mm -hmm. Um, Why is that? I don't. I don't know. Okay, so, yeah, I think these are special cases. He's talking about a lot about emulation. And okay. with Nintendo, it, as you can tell, it, it's it's pretty stable emulation technology right now. We, we're able to get Dolphin Emulator or CEMU on PC and update the graph. Like, I got Breath of the Wild on PC right now with 1440p resolution, unlimited frames per second, all the shaders and graphics I want um and i think it's because um from a program standpoint it's kind of easier to emulate so wait, are there no good emulators for ps2 or xbox it's rough it's really rough you can't find much yes yeah, so, yeah ps2 i i remember sony emulation um with ps2 and ps3 it's it's a wide range because the ps2 architecture is so different than the ps3 and it's so different to the ps4 actually um and games are widely uh, performed in those in, in those libraries, so it's actually much harder to optimize and emulate with those games compared to a GameCube game. Right. So does it go back to what you were talking about with the 3DS and like how maybe those consoles are just tougher to crack? Yeah, and I think with Nintendo, they always transition their OS from the previous to the next, because you know back in you know mid 2000s and even earlier we had backwards compatibility with Wii and with uh, 3DS. Um, so transitioning the the ROMs from the OS to GameCube to Wii is pretty easy. So you're able to emulate. That's why Dolphin Emulator exists. It's, it's for the Wii and for GameCube. Um, and then it wasn't that much longer. Wii U is definitely like a Wii, right? Like the OS is so similar. It's, mm-hmm. it's actually pretty easy to emulate that as well. And that's... Yes, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, and, and I just think that's why you see that. And also, people um, in that space, I think, like in, love the the first party Nintendo games. Like, what's the first thing you want to emulate? It's like I want to emulate Mario Sunshine or Double Dash uh, pretty quickly. So, um, yeah. See, I read the question not so much in the lens of emulation, but just like the sense of love and nostalgia. Like everybody talks about, hmm. you know, the game that they loved but i think i think that's also true for playstation 2 um I, I see a lot of love and nostalgia for that that's true maybe that's because i talk to people and associate people who played that like maybe i just don't talk to enough people who have nostalgia for the xbox mm-hmm. uh, but i think i think you could argue that the playstation 2 is one of the most like beloved and nostalgic consoles ever it's like one of the best selling ever yes uh so i actually never had a ps2 um, I only had friends that had PS2, so I didn't. I think everybody had a PS2, so you might be the only one without a PS2. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have I much love for that one, but yeah, Microsoft though, you know, they just announced that they are keeping their game preservation alive and well. So I I feel like I I disagree with that. Is that Xbox games are keeping up pretty well? That's true needs to emulate xbox games when they're so good with the yeah the backward compatibility i think the others need to step it up follow a little bit come on nintendo i know we're gonna pay for all the old games again but 
Even though we don't play them, we'll we'll buy them just to have them. <laughs> hey, I played. Was it uh, Tetris Attack last week for yeah. a good three minutes? Okay, thank you very much, and I liked it. Yeah. And you liked it. <laughs> Twenty dollars a month value. Yeah, <laughs> a year. year, not much. Oh no. <laughs> Let's do a couple more questions. Let's knock some of these out. Sounds good. Um, let's see here. Uh, Brendan asks, uh, should older games being brought onto the Switch that originally didn't have online play have online play or stay as they were, maybe just with just some control upgrades? Yeah, I took this question to mean should the Switch games without online be updated to add online? Mm-hmm. I wish some examples to go based off of because like i was trying to think of what what games could benefit from at adding online to them i feel like it would be just little bits of features it's not going to be a full-length multiplayer mode but you know kind of like with like an odyssey mario odyssey how they added the balloon thing exactly i feel i feel like breath of the wild is a good example where I, I don't know how incentivized it can be, but maybe your friends could help you out in some way. Not in, in terms of like they're being in your game or whatever, um, but maybe just some extra bonuses, maybe like a, a mini game with your friends or they give you clues to like, hey, here's another um, puzzle or whatever or another temple on the map. Um, oh, yeah. I, I, I'm not sure it's necessary though. Um, I feel like when they intend to develop those games, they're like, these are the games that are, are, are going to come out. Like, a lot of first-party Nintendo games feel like that, right? They're very self-contained in a sense that they don't... I mean, they do update a little bit, but overall, the whole game itself is there on release date. And, and, That's true. And we don't want to bring any other um, features into there. It's like, no, that's that's the game that we've, we've made and designed. Um Animal Crossing obviously already has online, but they need to add more online features. Like, mm-hmm. even we've had stuff that you could do with friends, like mini games. Um, they don't have anything like that um, here. It's, it's. Um, I, I think my answer is a little bit cheating for this. So I would pick Animal Crossing and like just add more online features to do with friends because it's lacking. I feel like the entrance and exit on islands it's such a drag. It's such a pain. I remember one time we head over to um, a place that sells bells, right? And it was kind of public where – or sell yes. turnips, right? Um, yep. And it was an insanely high price. And um, I remember one system working really well. is like one person at a time at an island. That makes sense. But, like, you know, we can have up to four yeah. on an island. And once you have four, three people or four people coming constantly in and out of that island – I get that it's like a loading, but they shouldn't have to sit and watch that cutscene. Like, I feel like it. Yeah. Other games where like people just drop in, you know, the technology is there. They can they can do that. Yes. So. It's such a drag. Yeah. It's such a drag. <laughs> <clears throat> Alrighty, you want let's let's try uh, one more game here. One Our, more question. Not game question. That's what I meant. <laughs> um. Take a good one. Okay, how about, uh, Christopher, if you had a choice, uh, what types of stages and enemies slash items would you save for Super Mario Maker 3? Also, regardless of what people like, if you could, for a short time, would you add more virtual console games to the 3DS? To the 3DS? Yeah, that's that's an interesting one. 
Okay, well, the two questions yeah. here. The first one, what types of stages and enemies or items would you say for Super Mario Maker 3? So I, I'm i not a like huge Mario person. Me neither. Uh, I, I do have Mario Maker 2. I, I did have both games. Mm-hmm. I think the next logical step for the Mario Maker 3 would be to explore it in like the 3D world style. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's going to be rough. I know. That that but I think that's an engine that I I don't know if they could handle that but yeah. Really? Yeah, um they could try. Yeah. Maybe I'll limit the size of the course or whatever but like it just seems to me like and I, it won't come to switch but like mm-hmm. I I think down the line like that's maybe where they start exploring for that franchise is like well what more can you do like we we already got like dlc and and mm-hmm. not dlc but updates to mario maker 2 and like added the different um you know items that were in the 2d games i don't really know a whole lot mm-hmm. more you know just my personal knowledge of mario games like what <laughs> what's missing i don't know maybe we should save this question for donnie because that sounds like a, maybe we should it sounds <laughs> that would be a, that sounds like a donnie question to me we can answer the second question yes. from christopher uh so what more virtual console games coming to the 3ds they actually put in quite a bit uh i would like i gotta say i don't I don't play a virtual console on my 3DS. I probably wouldn't buy any. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have most of the Pokemon games on there, actually, from game like yellow, red, blue, and then all up to... I would like to see maybe Ruby and Sapphire. I would love to see a classic Ruby and Sapphire, although I, I would like that on the Switch as well. I know. <laughs> um, but they've done some connectivity uh, between the Pokemon and the 3DS and the Switch where if they put Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald on 3DS right now, I would buy all three of them at an instant because that's my favorite uh, generation. I probably would too. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I, so I lied. I would buy that. Yeah. That would be like the one that I would get. Um, I'm thinking of like other. I'm I'm thinking of other ports that could come into Virtual Console for 3DS off the top of my head. Um, I'm not sure because they did. I I mean for Zelda, they did a great job. Uh, with Zelda, they've done you know um, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask 3DS ports. They put Link to the mm-hmm. Past and they put um, Adventure of Link, and so I don't know how like I don't know much they could put on there. Minish Cap is in there, so Zelda's pretty taken care of. Mm-hmm. Donkey Kong, I need to look back, but do do they have all Donkey Kong countries on there? I I know. See, I'm not sure. I know that there's a lot of um I don't know about a lot of, but there are some Super Nintendo games on the new 3DS which I don't have mm-hmm. because I remember seeing that A Link to the Past was coming to the 3DS virtual console and I went to go buy it and realized that I couldn't. Oh. Um, because it's, because a new. it's new 3DS only. Yes. So, I think it might be on the virtual console mm-hmm. donkey Kong country for for the new 3ds but i don't know that for sure i think i was tempted at one point to buy it <laughs> the the donkey okay. Kong country games yeah. um but there's i think there's three or four of them and it, i don't think all of them are on there so if they could cover a lot of more donkey kong that that would be great um i would rather these come to the uh to the switch though like it, i agree it, would be cool to get more virtual console games for the 3ds if i think if they're interesting enough i i might get them but mm-hmm. uh at this point i understand why, why do that for the 3ds when you could do it for the switch i think um i think the next best genre on the 3ds and i the switch is great for this too but 3ds has you know it's a smaller portability and i probably would prefer bringing my 3ds if i have enough games that's true uh, the J- jrpg genre they have a bunch of classic jrpgs that they can 
implement into the 3ds there's always there, there's so much already but if they can bring some virtual console i don't know nes snes uh, dragon warriors or anything like that chrono trigger, chrono trigger uh, I, yeah definitely i wonder <laughs> i mean you could play chrono trigger the ds port you can so they, that's probably why they wouldn't do that mm-hmm. but well but i think they sell they sell that for like 50 dollars now and it's only keeping going up in price because the chrono trigger oh, ds yeah. port is the best apparently um so i don't know that's another genre that they can look into for 3ds i love my 3ds um i'm with you chris Uh, i i I love my 3ds a lot but i don't think they're gonna bring in more virtual console games for the foreseeable future i tend to agree Mm mm-hmm all right. Well, that is going to do it for this week's episode of Nintendo Shack. Um, we survived. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> the show didn't go up in flames. That's true. Um, but we uh, we will be happy to have Donnie back next week. Yeah. Uh, All right. So thanks for listening, and uh, we will see you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>